Am I delusional? Is it me? Am I the delusional one? Do I make things up in my head? <laughs> Do I get carried away? Do I just invent these stories that don't actually exist? Have I like lived on a whole other parallel universe? What? What? <laughs> Welcome to the Date with Confidence podcast, a place to come for dating advice, support and stories that'll either fill you with hope or relief that your dating experience wasn't as bad as it could have been. With practical episodes that'll provide you with easy to implement tips to help you feel confident AF on your next date, alongside lighthearted catch-ups where your host Rebecca, that's me by the way, shares her own experience dating after four years of the single life. You are guaranteed to end each episode feeling less alone in your dating struggles, empowered to never settle again and confident that the best is yet to come and if it all falls to shit there's a special first season dedicated to breakups you are welcome my friend subscribe review and share with your single friends this is and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's ever felt like this even though I definitely feel like I'm the only one that's ever felt like this I've had friends tell me the same as well like this is something that has happened to me on more than one occasion where I've met someone I've been excited, I've got swept up in the excitement, the butterflies, the feelings. We, like, they have opened up, been vulnerable, led conversations, and you kind of think, oh, this is exciting, this could be going somewhere. And then, all of a sudden, they just change their mind to do a complete 180 and go, nah, you're not for me, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> and that's really I'm laughing. It's not funny. It's not funny in the slightest. This week has been <laughs> has been a week. But I wanted to talk about that in this episode so that anyone who has been through this or ha- has like been through it in the past or is worried about it in the future or might be going through it right now, I want you to know that you're not alone. And I'm just going to sort of process my feelings throughout this conversation because I've got a lot of them I've got a lot of thoughts I've done a lot of overthinking I have gone back and forth and back and forth but I'm I'm just gonna share the whole story with you and share the story tell you what's been going on it's been five no six days now from the message that I received to say that changed my mind (laughs) so I'm gonna walk you a little bit through the story what's happened how I've been dealing with it and uh, all that shit. I'm probably gonna swear a lot in this episode as well, just FYI. I like to swear, so just just know that if you are listening with little ears in the background, probably put some headphones in, probably wait till you're not in public. Right, let's get into it. So as you probably know by now, I've been single for about four years and I've like dipped my toe into dating on and off. I've been on a few dates with a few nice guys. It's been great, but there's never been anything where I've been like oh this is quite nice I've never been in a situation where it's been a bit flirty where you've started to build a bit of chemistry where you've had like really good chat until I met this guy I met him a few weeks ago on a on a dating app and you know when I this has never happened to me before but I've read a lot of stories where people experience this when he messaged me something in my gut in my intuition went this person is significant. And I was like, nah, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, nah, (laughs) how can you know? I've just read his profile. But there was something in there that I was like, this person is going to have 
a significant impact on my life and I don't know what that's going to be yet. And I was very open to seeing what it was going to be. From where I'm sitting right now, I feel like, I feel like it's showing me a lot of lessons and it's almost like a bit of a test from the universe saying, you reckon you've healed for the last four years? You reckon you've worked on yourself? You reckon you're not going to make the same mistakes again? I'm going to give you this guy. Here you go. Deal with it and show me that you've grown. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The way in which I've responded. (laughs) I don't think, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so thought thought it was going to be significant in some way, shape or form. We started chatting good chat, like initially straight in with the deep conversations, paragraphs of messages, messaging back and forth, moved over to WhatsApp within like, I think like two or three days, which I much prefer because chatting on Hinge is pretty shit and I don't always get the notifications and it's just, it annoys me. I much more prefer WhatsApp. So moved over to WhatsApp. After I think like two days, three days of talking, he's like, let's meet up in real life. When can I take you on a date? That kind of thing. And as it happened, I actually had like a really hectic week. And I was like, actually, I can't do until Monday. So that was like five, six days away. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to see him now. You know, when you get a bit excited and like, oh, I really like cracks good, chats good, really want to, I just kind of want to meet him now, but didn't, had a really busy week. So we arranged to meet the following, oh no, this wasn't then. I lied, I lied. We started chatting on the Thursday. I think we talked about going on a date over the weekend and then we met up on the Tuesday. So went on the first date on the Tuesday, went in the evening, met at like seven, went, had a really good date, played uh, table tennis, which I hadn't done for years. I was shite, but it was hilarious. <laughs> like we had a lot of fun, laughed our way through that. And I like this. We met at the train station. And I like to meet people at the station because when we meet at the station, one, I'm not walking into a restaurant or a venue or wherever it is we're meeting alone and doing that awkward thing where you stand there and you look around and you're like, oh my God, where is he? Am I first? This is awkward. When you meet at a train station, I feel like you're kind of on like neutral territory. It's not overwhelming. You can just go up to them and be like, hi, and then walk to the venue together. And I feel like during that walk to the venue, you get to break the ice almost. So you get to just have like the general chit chat, like how's your day been? Did you get all right? Sorry, I'm late because I'm typically the late one. Um, You get to have that kind of nice general chit chat before you get to the date. So we meet at the station, chit chat our way to the venue, which is like two minutes away from the station. So not far at all. Get in there, sat down and got a drink, started chatting. He didn't drink. I'm not drinking at the moment either. So just got a couple of soft drinks, sat there chatting and then played table tennis. We had the table for an hour. So we kind of like played a few games, had a bit of a chat, played a few games, had a bit of a chat. And then we played something like 15 or 16 games and I won one of them. And by like play games, it was like first to 10 or whatever. So I was, I was pretty shocking. I, I, I feel like I played some really good shots, but like <laughs> in overall winning, like I was shit. Then I'm like, okay, so we like sit down and have something to eat, sit down, order some food and chat for a couple of hours. And it was really nice. You know, when you're in a conversation and you feel like someone's engaging with you, you feel like they actually give a shit about what you're saying. Listening skills were on point. Like it was a really good conversation. And it got to like half 10 and I was like, I'm actually gonna have to go. Like I didn't wanna go, 
but I also get anxiety when coming home on the trains late because if people have been out drinking and they throw up on the train and I have a phobia of sick and it causes this whole big like anxiety ball. So we're like, okay, like let's go all back to the station together. Got to the station, it was closed. Annoying, fine, whatever. Then we're like, okay, let's walk to, where did we even walk to? Farrington, I think. We walked to like a different, a different station that wasn't too far. I could go from there, he could go from there, great. Go to the station, hug goodbye, have a really nice time. I think we'd also, had we arranged to see each other again at this point? I'm not even sure we had. I'm not sure we'd even arranged to see each other again, but it was nice. I didn't feel like there was necessarily any physical chemistry initially, but I think that was because we'd like just met, just met and I, I've never, on all the first dates I've been on and second dates I've been on, I've never felt that physical chemistry. Whereas when I was younger, I'd kind of go on dates with people that I already had the physical chemistry with because I'd met them out or I'd met them in person first, felt the spark and then got asked out on a date. So went home, great, carried on messaging, asked when I could see me again. This was a Tuesday and I literally had something to do every single day. So the Wednesday I was out with the girls, the Thursday I was at dinner with my um, brother and sister-in-laws, the Friday, I might have been free on the Friday, but I don't think he could do the Friday. Saturday, I had my niece overnight, so I couldn't do the Saturday or the Sunday because I'm like a zombie when she stayed because <laughs> she doesn't typically sleep. So agree to me on the Monday, which is bank holiday Monday. Great, we can have like a day date, so much better. Go to, he organises it. We go to a bar, play some pool for a while. And I haven't played pool for years. So while I'm there, I'm enjoying it. But it's also, interestingly enough, brought up a little bit of... Um, like me and my ex played pool like that's kind of what we did when we first well when we were friends and then we were dating like we used to play pool together all the time and the way that we played pool like it was always a bit of a like flirtatious game that we used to flirt and we used to put each other off and it was like quite a like sexy thing to do so we go and play pool like me and this guy we're there I'm playing pool and all of a sudden I'm like oh my god all I can think about is my ex and the kind of <laughs> the kind of hurt of that relationship and how we used to do this together and whatever and I'm like trying to like drag myself out of this mood and I'm like I don't know I don't know how I feel about this guy like yeah the pool's great fine and then we finish playing pool and we go and sit down and have some food and then we sit down and have food and the second we start chatting again there's like this connection where I'm like, okay, I'm actually into you. I feel like we connected on a completely different level than I ever have with anyone that quickly. We were talk we were kind of talking about a lot, a lot of um, big things like our past relationships, our exes, our breakups, different kind of traumatic things that had happened. Um, we, it, it was a pretty intense conversation, but the way in which we communicated, I really enjoyed. I hadn't really communicated with anyone like that for, I want to say ever. Ooh, I don't want to say ever because <laughs> I don't want to say ever, but I think ever. <laughs> um, so that was great. And then we were going to, the whole plan was to like play some pool and then go find a pub quiz. Looked for a pub quiz, couldn't find anywhere. We found a bar where we thought there might be one. So we were like, oh, do you know what? Let's just stroll um, like Farringdon Way. We'll stroll, see if there's anything there. Got there, it was closed. So we just went and found a bar. And again, like just chat, sat chatting for literally hours. Like we met at two, 
was it two or two thirty? I think we met at two in the afternoon, and it was like eleven o'clock before I was like, no, it was eleven, ten, eleven. I don't know. It was late, and I again I was just like, fuck, I really need to leave now, because also didn't realise it was not in Hill Carnival, so it was like busy. Walks me back to the train station, and on this like when we were sat in the bar chatting. <laughs> I was sharing stories about previous dates that I'd been on. He was sharing stories about previous dates he'd been on as well. And I was telling him telling him about a date I'd been on where this guy had waited for us to get to the busy train station to say to me, shall we have an awkward kiss? And how much it made me like cringe. And it was just wrong place, wrong time not appropriate in any way shape or form so we get back to the train station together we're standing on the platform and obviously he's not going to try and kiss me now i've told him that story which is fine that's okay i then get majorly freaked out anxiety wise because there's lots of drunk people around i essentially get on the train freak out and just shut down completely um say goodbye to him get home like message him i'm like sorry like (laughs) i was freaking out that kind of thing carry on message him back and forth and then arranged to go on a third date. So this was the Monday and we arranged to see each other again on the Wednesday. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I want to kiss this guy. Like I'm ready for him to initiate the kissing. I didn't really want to initiate, but I was like, I'm ready for this. Like, I know what we'll do. We'll go to the cinema because that is such a good place. Like we'd already, we'd already had two dates where we were like, intellectually emotionally connecting communicating really well knew a lot about each other obviously enjoyed each other's company now i'm like okay i want to want to ramp the physical (laughs) physical thing up a little bit so i'm like i'll suggest the cinema suggest the cinema find a cinema that is um that's like empty there's no one booked into it it's a small cinema independent cinema there's like 40 seats in this cinema and it's sofas, so it's comfy, cosy. We go um, in the afternoon, there's no one else booked in the cinema, just me and him. I'm like, oh my God, amazing. Get like, we meet up, chat for half an hour before the trailers start. Trailers start, carry on chatting. We're like a little bit cosy as well, like sat next to each other. Trailers start, talk all the way through the trailers. Oppenheimer starts. 10 minutes into the film, I can't concentrate, he can't concentrate. So we just talk all the way through the film. I shit you not, like, we, every now and then we'd, like, dip into it for, like, five, ten minutes, neither of us had a fucking clue what was going on in the film, because we were just talking about stuff, the kiss didn't happen, so I was a bit like, you've literally had the whole film to kiss me, (laughs) why have you not kissed me, but fine, I think he wanted to be respectful and a bit cautious and didn't want to, we talked about some, like, heavy stuff and previously, so I think he, was being quite um, respectful around not jumping in too soon. He knew that I hadn't been dating for a long time. Date was a big deal. This is the first time I've made it to a third date. I think I think genuinely, this might even be the first time I've made it to a third date with anyone. Because even throughout my 20s, I feel like I, t- I didn't really go... I went on some dates, but I never made it to like the second date, apart from with my first boyfriend, when we then just ended up in a relationship anyway. And other people... I kind of just hooked up with people and then that became a relationship. So I've never really gone on, I've never really made it to the third day. So the film finishes and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? Suggest going to Liverpool Street, like go to Spitalfields, like let's wander around, let's get some food. I'm starving, I want food. 
So we get on the train, go there, carry on chatting. We have like this little incident that wasn't a big deal, but it was actually like, I really liked the fact that it happened. I didn't like it in the moment because it was uncomfortable as fuck. But there was this moment where I had, I hadn't mentioned like pets or animals or talked about anything like that because I'm still processing the grief of losing my dog at the start of the year. And animal chat is kind of a pretty general conversation that you have with people, isn't it? Like when you're going on dates, you're like, oh, you're a dog person, cat person, that kind of thing. So third day, I kind of felt like, I feel like I can talk about this now. I hadn't wanted to talk about it before because I felt like if he doesn't understand how horrendous this time is for me, it's going to be a deal breaker and it's going to put me off him straight away. So I didn't want to talk about it. And then at this point, I'm like, okay, do you know what? I feel like I can open up about this now. So I like say, like, have you got any pets? He shares a story about dogs, whatever. Like, he starts talking about it. And then we have a bit of a chat about that. And then he says, oh, do you have any pets? And I was like, I can't talk about this right now. I was like, I'm really sorry. I can't talk about it right now. And I just completely shut down. And I was like, it's not anything to do with you. I can't have this conversation right now. And instantly, he also shut down because he felt like he'd done something wrong. So we're on the train, we have this, um, you know when you can just sense something has changed? Like I felt the atmosphere change instantly and I'm on this train and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to talk to him about this when I get off because I don't want this to be awkward or weird. But also I was like, I feel like I'm gonna burst into tears if I actually mention Jasper. So we're on the train, a few stops in, I'm like, are you okay? And he says to me, no, actually, like, this is how I'm feeling, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't need to go into the actual conversation we had. He shares, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, look, I'm really sorry. I promise it's not you, but I just really cannot talk about this on here right now. I promise it's not you. You haven't done anything wrong. There's not, like, it's completely a me thing. So as we get off the train, we're walking through the station. I'm like... I'm gonna have to address this because otherwise it's literally gonna ruin all this fun that we've been having together. So as we're walking, I'm just like, look, this is what it is. I thought I could talk about this at the moment. I lost my dog at the start of the year. I'm not coping very well with it. I thought I could bring it up in conversation. Turns out I can't, it's too hard. I'm sorry that it's kind of caused tension between us. And then after after we like discussed it, the air was clear. And I've never been, even with ex-partners, I've never been in a situation where an issue has come up and it's been safe for me to talk about it. And it's been safe for me to be honest about it. That's never happened before. Because typically, if I'm upset about something or worried about something or, or something has upset me, I will say this is what's going on for me and either my feelings will be belittled I'll be told that I'm worrying for nothing or I'll be told that my feelings are wrong and I've made a big deal out of out of nothing so it was really nice to actually have this like mini tension moment be able to talk it through and then be fine afterwards and I really appreciate that and I was like oh this is what it (laughs) This is what it feels like to have healthy communication with someone. So we go, we like find some food, wander around, 
can't get in the restaurant we want to go to so we just go to like a like chain restaurant get in there and I'm like right I have to leave earlier today we met at three 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 thirty and I'm like right if we're meeting earlier I can leave by about half nine so the trains aren't too busy excellent <laughs> go to dinner get to dinner at like eight maybe eight quarter past eight sit down we're there until 10 and then I'm like okay I really need to leave by half 10 it gets to 11 o'clock and I'm like okay like I have to actually go now because I don't know if my trains are still gonna be running (laughs) I don't know if I'm gonna get home so again we have really amazing conversation we talk about a lot of things we start to discuss like sex and intimacy and physical stuff flirting's there there's like a physical attraction now as well and I haven't felt physically attracted to anyone for four years so it's a pretty it's kind of a big deal to me because I've obviously not dated I've not seen anyone I've not hooked up with anyone I've been well and truly single for four years because (laughs) the last the last relationship and breakup really fucked me over or really really fucked me up so I had a lot of I needed a lot of time um on my own to kind of deal with it and then on the Wednesday we're like okay we tentatively planned to see each other Sunday, weren't sure if it was going to happen. I was busy for a few days, I had family stuff on the Saturday, I had a family meal on the Sunday, he was away. And then I messaged on the Sunday and I'm like, I'm still around to see you if you're up for it. He's keen, go out on Sunday. And we're like, what should we do? Let's go and see Oppenheimer again and actually watch the film. So we go and see Oppenheimer again. There's other people in the cinema, we go back to the same cinema, there's other people in the cinema, great actually gonna have to watch the film we're a lot cozier this time and he finally kisses me and I'd been waiting for it for so long and I was so stubborn around I'm not gonna be the one that makes the first move although I did I think I probably would have done um anyway so make out throughout the film it's great then we're like then I'm like okay what should we do now do you know what let's go to the south bank let's wander down embankment um like let's wander along the south bank we'll go and get some food get the train to embankment lights are amazing the sun's setting it's really pretty really nice we stroll along talk about a few pretty big things um that i felt really uncomfortable sharing but i felt like now is a good time to share these things because it's fourth day there like there was obviously something there Talk about a few things. He's really understanding. Feels really nice. He opens up just as much. And then as we're walking along, he's like, how do you feel about PDA? I'm like, because we see this couple like snogging each other's faces off in the middle of the street. I'm like, well, that's like, that's a little bit too much for me. Like, I'm, mm, that's that's just, that's not me. But what do you mean? And he's like, well, like holding hands. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Because uh, I didn't want to be like keen. I didn't want to be like, oh my God, yes, hold my hand. I was like, yeah, that's fine. So he holds my hand. We walk along, holding hands, flirting, chemistry's there. It's great. I'm smiling, he's smiling. It feels good. Carry on walking. And then uh, as we're walking along, he's like, I'm not actively dating anyone else. So I'm like, oh, well, that's quite nice. Part of me's a bit like, oh my god that's terrifying we've been on four dates and you're saying that you're not dating anyone else the other part of me was like this is actually really nice because I feel like there's something here and that something isn't 
let's get married, have kids and be together forever. That's something is whatever this connection is, I want to explore it a bit more and see kind of what happens because it felt nice. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not actively dating anyone else either. And I wasn't because to be honest, I just literally didn't have time. (laughs) I was so busy. I didn't have time. I was like doing my, I was working. I was seeing friends. I had a lot going on socially, a lot of family things. Like I just wasn't actively dating. I was enjoying my time with this guy. So I'm like, that's like, that's pretty sweet. I like that. We go for dinner, chat about some other things, have pretty emotional conversations as per it's great we leave carry on walking I feel like our values were very aligned I feel like what we wanted eventually even if it wasn't what we wanted in this moment was very aligned um I feel like our communication styles worked really well our love languages were very like very in like very well matched so my top two love languages are physical touch, quality time, and then my number three is like words of affirmation. His were physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time. So I feel like as a, maybe in a, I don't even want to say relationship because I don't know whether we would have become like boyfriend, girlfriend, but in whatever type of relationship would have ended up, I feel like we'd have met each other's needs really well. And I, again, have not been in a relationship where that has ever happened before because, well, I, I think a combination of reasons, like my needs were never always met. And when I asked for them to be met, I wasn't always met with understanding, but also I didn't really know how to meet my own needs in previous relationships where I, whereas now like I'm very good at meeting my own needs. Like I can be everything I need to be for myself and I don't need anyone else to do that for me. It's just nice to obviously have that addition. So yeah, we've, and by this point, like we've talked about meeting his parents. We've talked about going on trips together. Talked about meeting his family. We've talked about sex and being intimate. And he sent me screenshots of our star signs, like the compatibility of our star signs. And I didn't even look up our star signs. Like he has, I feel like he was, emotionally invested in whatever we could have been and he was very much although like I asked like standard questions like oh do you want to have kids like want to get married like those kind of things I feel like he very much led the conversation in terms of maybe maybe did he lead it if he didn't lead it we were definitely equal in terms of like what we want relationships to look like, how like he talked about love and what he thinks about love and how it's a choice and you have to work at it and um, how to like handle conflict in relationships. Like we put in like loads of different scenarios like, oh, if you were upset about something, like how would you want someone to react to you? And if I, is it okay that if I ask you that you're okay all the time or like looking for reassurance and that, like how I like my needs to be met and what makes you happy and what makes you unhappy and what can you do we talked about all the things that are super important in a relationship that I have never discussed with anyone even when I've been in a long-term relationship with them and I feel like these are the types of conversations that everybody needs to have before or when they're in a relationship because I feel like it would have if something would have happened with us if we had progressed to b 
being official or being in a relationship or whatever, I feel like we could have had a really steady, healthy, emotionally available relationship. And I think that's why I took the message that I received quite badly. So all this happened. Then, 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 then. And before before I tell you what happened, it's really funny because I, when I was like talking to my friends, I was, um, I went to stay with my friends the other week. And when I showed them a photo of him, they were like, he looks like your ex. And I was like, no, he doesn't. They were like, yeah, no, same eyes, looks like your ex. And me, I'd been telling everyone, oh my God, he's so different to anyone I've ever dated before. He's not really my type. He's he's completely different. I feel like he's the person that I have always deserved. All this shit. Where I was like, he's so different. And then I showed my friends, they was like, no, looks like your ex. And then when I spoke to my mum, she was like, and my grandparents, my nan was like, yeah, no, I thought he looked like your ex. It's the eyes. And I was like, what? And my mum was like, oh yeah, he definitely looked like your ex, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to upset you. And I'm like, why did nobody tell me? Although in all fairness, I'd have probably ignored everyone anyway. I'd have been like, ha, I'm going to ignore you because I like to make my own mistakes. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, these are the four dates that we've been on. Fourth date ends. We arranged to see each other whilst we're out on the Friday. So having dinner, I'm like, oh, when are we going to hang out again? We arranged the Friday because I'm away Tuesday to Thursday. And this is the Sunday. So didn't want to see him Monday because I had to like too much to do. I'm like, let's do, let's do Friday. Great. Arrange another day date. Brilliant. <sighs> Get home. Flirting a bit more. Oh, make out of the station. It's great. I can do PDAs when we've kissed once. That's fine. <laughs> Um, make out the station. I go home. I've got butterflies. The sexual tension is off the charts. I don't know if this is just because I hadn't had sex for a really long time or because there was like that physical attraction. I think it was a bit of both. I genuinely think it was a bit of both. Get home, carry on chatting, flirting, and then go to my friends on the Tuesday. Don't hear from him for, yeah, when did I go? Tuesday. Message him on the Tuesday. He replies on Tuesday afternoon. I reply, don't hear from him for more than 24 hours. In this 24 hour period, and bearing in mind, we'd already had a period where we hadn't spoken for 24 hours. A couple of times when he'd been really busy or when he was away with his friend the weekend before, we'd had long periods where we hadn't spoken. And because of what I went through with exes, I found it difficult because a lot of the way that they treated me came up. So, and a lot of the fear of, oh my God, he's out cheating on me. Or this, even though like me and this guy weren't together, all these feelings of like, he's going to realise he doesn't want to be with me. He's looking for someone better. What if he meets someone at this festival? All this kind of shit. And I was doing a really good job of coaching myself through it, reminding myself he wasn't my ex and calming my own nervous system to the point where I was feeling pretty relaxed. I was like, oh, do you know what? He hasn't replied, it's fine. Like, he hasn't replied. I'm with my friends. I don't need a response. I'm seeing him Friday. Like, this is cool. And then I, me and my mate went for a, a stroll around the park and we was chatting and I was just like, I haven't heard from him. I'm freaking out. And I was like, I don't want to freak out. I don't like that this is how I'm becoming because this is how I used to be in my previous relationships. 
Anyway, I leave it, coach myself through it, enjoy my time with my friends. Wednesday evening, like bearing in mind, I am at my friend's place again. Like, I'm at my friend's, he knows I'm away with my friends. I get a message, a well thought out message. Like, it was well thought out, it was better than being ghosted, he'd obviously put a lot of um, time and thought behind what he was saying. But it was essentially, I don't know if I'm available for this, I don't want to hurt you in the future, I really like you, I think you're great, I don't want to bring you into my whirlwind of a life. All this stuff around why we can not see each other anymore. And you know when you see the first two lines of a message and your gut goes, fuck. And I, I was sat in the garden with my friends, like we'd had a barbecue, I was sat, my, um, like, sat with their little boy playing with him. And I was like, I got the message and I was like, fuck, I can't open it. I can't open it because my stomach's dropped and I know exactly what this is gonna be and I can't deal with it. And then I was like, well, I can't not fucking open it, can I? Because I'm not gonna be able to sleep if I can't read the fucking message. So I read the message, close my phone, sit there, try and engage in conversation, open it up, read it again. And then I think my friend maybe commented on it or messaged on it or or like mentioned him in some ways. And then I like was just like, funnily enough, just got this message, read it out to them. And they were just like, what the fuck? And I had a little cry. Because I was just like, why is this happening to me again? How can this be happening to me again? This is what happens <laughs> to me. I get really excited. I, I don't let myself get excited initially. I'm like, we're not going to get excited. I'm not going to overthink this. I'm not going to romanticise everything. I'm not going to get carried away. And then I spend time with them. And then they open up. They start the narrative of a future and of what we're going to do together they lead the conversations they say things like I just want to be with you I'm not actively dating anyone else I want us to be official they say things like that and my hopes go up I'm like oh amazing this is great I'm having fun I can relax now because this guy feels really good about me. This guy is certain about me. So I relax. I'm like, woohoo, amazing. I'm not desperate to get into a relationship, but it's nice to feel like I've been chosen. We're having fun. I like this guy on every level. I like him as a person, which I think is really important because I liked him as a person before the physical chemistry came. Best of both worlds, best of everything. This is great. And then get the message that says no. And I was really angry about it. I was like, I was upset, but I was angry that he had decided how I was going to feel about things in the future. It was like he'd created this whole narrative in his mind of how things would play out if we kept on seeing each other. And I didn't get a say in it. He decided that if we kept on seeing each other, I'd fall too hard for him, he wouldn't be able to commit, and then I'd be left feeling used and abandoned and vulnerable, and like this helpless little girl who couldn't manage her emotions or whatever. 
that's how it felt. I felt like he decided this was how who I was as a person. This was how I would respond to the situation. And he'd created, created a narrative that would not have existed. I mean, maybe it could have existed, but that's not how I feel about it. I don't think that would have existed. So essentially he had decided how I would perceive things and called it off based on a narrative that I personally don't think would have existed. But then when that happens, like it sent me into a fucking spiral. Because I was like, am I just delusional? Like, did I imagine the last few weeks? Because this this happened in like a three week period. So it was a really intense three week period. And I'm used to having quite intense, quick, relationship isn't the right word, experiences with people, especially traveling. Like there were instances where when I backpacked when I was younger, I would have these really intense few week long um, situationships that then would fizzle out. So I kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm used to that kind of happening. But this one, I was just like, I don't understand. I don't fucking understand. How can in the space of three days, you have gone from, yes, we're hanging out on Friday. I'm not dating anyone else let's do this, let's plan this, like, we were planning when we were gonna, like, have sex for the first time, we are talking about all this kind of stuff, like, (laughs) how can, in the space of three days, that suddenly all change? I don't fucking get it, and I don't understand how you can just cut someone off when you've told them how much you like them, and that you don't want to see anyone else. This, I mean, and I think this kind of triggers, like, my past relationship, when my ex was like, oh, I still really love you, but I just can't be with you. Like, well, you don't fucking love me then, do you? Because if you really loved me, you'd want to fucking be with me. So, I, I also think it triggers me a lot as well because it happened when I was 21. I'd met a guy on a night out. Chemistry was insane. Found out I had a girlfriend. Told him I couldn't see him. He dumped... This is like the really abridged version. He dumped the girlfriend. We started dating. Within three weeks, we were in a relationship. Through his choice... I told him to go and be single, enjoy the single life. You've just come out of a long-term relationship. He was like, no, I absolutely want to be with you. I really like you. Let's be in a relationship. You're my girlfriend. And then he went out on a night. like, we, And then we talked about mortgages. We looked at places to live together. We went on holiday. We booked another holiday for a couple of months time. It was fucking intense. And it was led by him again. And then he went on a night out, saw his ex, decided he wanted to get back with her and cut me off. So it, it triggers a lot and it it makes me feel like I've lost my fucking mind. And I have done enough work on myself now to know that I haven't lost my mind. Like, I know that I didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. All I did was be my complete self share openly, honestly, vulnerably, and open myself up to a genuine connection. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, maybe I dodged a bullet, who the fuck knows, it just turned out that this guy changed his mind. So whether, I don't know, whether it was all about him and he was worried about turning out to be a dick and hurting my feelings, or whether I just said something or behaved in a way that made him change his mind, whatever it is, like it changed. And yeah, it just, it just sent me into a bit of a spiral and I like did the thing, you know, where you're like, is this real? 
like was have I just imagined the last three weeks scrolled through the messages and I'm like nah I don't fucking imagine this I know how I felt in my body I know how I felt when we were together I know what it felt like in his present like I didn't fucking imagine that and judging from the way that he responded to me and the messages that he sent me he had felt the same do you know what genuinely I genuinely feel like my first gut instinct was this has freaked him out because it feels really good and now he's freaked out so he's gonna self-sabotage maybe that's wishful thinking maybe that is the case I don't know but that's kind of how I felt initially and I really I really wanted to respond in two ways like the first way I was like I really just wanted to message back and be like are you just self-sabotaging? Like, are you sure about this? Are you self-sabotaging? Because this sounds very much like it feels as good to you as it feels to me. You're freaked out and now you've changed your mind. But I also didn't want to fall back into the trap of chasing someone that wasn't into me. I've been in that trap before. I've been in the situation where I've been more into them. I've chased them. I love a challenge. I love a challenge. I like the sense of achievement when someone isn't available and then eventually they do become available because you've pursued them. That was how I used to behave when I was younger. I always got what I wanted. It wasn't what I deserved, but I always got what I wanted. And I felt like I didn't... I didn't want to chase someone that wasn't certain about me. I didn't want to make someone try when they weren't as into me as I was into them. So instead I responded honestly. And probably from a little bit of a a hurting self, like it was probably a little bit abrupt. I don't know. I've been overthinking the message since I sent it. (laughs) um but also I've never really stood up for myself in that respect before because typically I've always been like oh like come back like I'll do anything like I I I I don't know I've kind of (laughs) I've kind of been like I'll change all that shit when I was younger and insecure and I'm not young and I'm not insecure anymore so yeah I stood up for myself I was like pretty disappointing to be honest not sure how things can have changed. I was enjoying it. Shame we couldn't just let it play out and see what happened. Like, good luck, goodbye kind of thing. Although now, like, I'll be completely honest. And it's so funny because my mate messaged me this morning. My mate Matt messaged me um, this morning and was just like, <laughs> how are you doing? Because he's, he's who I'd gone to stay with um, the other week. Matt and Justine, I'd gone to stay with him. And Matt messaged me this morning and was like, how are you doing? He was like, you haven't messaged the guy, have you? And I was just like, I'm better because I've got a date planned for, I've got a date planned for this week. I was like, I'm better. Um, And I was like, but it's taking every part of me not to reply, like not to message him again. And he was just like, sack him off. Get back on the horse, sack him off. You don't need this. Um, In some ways it was kind of good that I did get the message whilst I was staying with him because they're both very very supportive and very honest and 
<laughs> they made me read out the message that I was going to send um, as a reply um, before I sent it. And one part of the way that I'd worded things, I'd put sorry in there. And they were like, take that out. You're not sorry for anything. You've got nothing to be sorry for. Take it out. I was like, yeah, I know that you're right. Okay. <laughs> so that was quite nice. I, I just want to message him and just be like, because we had such a good time together. And I feel like the final message I sent was a little bit, it wasn't shitty. It was polite enough, but it was from a wounded place. Like I was hurt and I was in shock. Um, and I kind of just wanted to message him and be like, do you know what? I had a really nice time. Like, thank you for showing me that dating can be fun. Thank you for letting me open up to someone. I hadn't opened up to anyone in like years. I had a really nice time. And I don't know, like my gut instinct is, I think my gut instinct is like, I really want to send that kind of message just to close things off just to end them in a nice way, just to be like, put a nice pretty bow on what was a lovely experience. But then there's also the concerned part of me that's like, is this my past patterns wanting me to open up the communication gates so that I leave it open and don't close the door? Because if I send a nice message, like will he reply back? Is that my ego being like, oh, well, if he replies to you, then he's still into you kind of thing? Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm not very good at closing... Uh, I'm not very good at letting things go. I'm not very good at closing the door on things. I don't like endings. I have this huge fear of loss, which, funnily enough, is something that I talked about to this guy on the on the date. Like, So I don't, I don't like letting go of things. But I don't know. I've got a session with my mindset coach today, so... I'm going to work through things with her. We're going to do some trauma healing. We're going to do some breath work. She's going to help me. She's going to help me make sense of my thoughts and feelings and get rid of any negative energy that's attached to this situation in particular. And then what I'm going to do is record a follow-up episode to let you know whether I do decide to send a final message or not. And whether or not I get a response. Um, I can't imagine I would get a response. It took him like four days to read my response. Which I thought was pretty disrespectful. But it's fine. <laughs> it's what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really conscious that I don't want to make history repeat itself again. But at the same time, I do feel like I'm genuinely completely different. And I'm well aware of the decisions I am or aren't making. So whatever decision I make is coming from a empowered, secure, confident part of me, as opposed to a desperate, seeking validation, needing reassurance space. And I think that is really important because if I do decide to send a message, then no matter the outcome, whether he replies, whether he doesn't reply, whether he reads it or doesn't read it, I'm okay. I don't need anything else from him to be okay with myself and who I am. And I think that's really important. Whereas when I was younger, it's almost like I would send something like that to get a reaction, to have that validation, to seek some kind of reassurance. It was very much like, it would have very much been like an insecure, uh, 
yeah, like desperate space. And I'm, I'm just not in that space anymore at all. Which, I mean, I shouldn't be. I've been working on myself for four fucking years. So I shouldn't be in that space and I'm definitely not. So this was long. This was long. I am very aware that this was a very long episode. But there were lots of things that I wanted to talk about. And I do genuinely feel like me speaking about these kind of things on here, one, is beneficial to you if you've been in that situation. It, like, I love conversational type episodes like this. Like, these are the kind of episodes that I love to listen to myself. So I think that's really helpful. And, and secondly, like, me being able to talk about it so openly and from a empowered space where I feel like I'm good like right now I'm good I yeah I'm gonna speak to my mindset coach and we're gonna work through some stuff energetically but I am good about the whole situation now I'm okay and I feel like being able to talk about it on here and kind of almost process it as I'm going along it just helps me it helps me as part of the process it helps me as part of the I don't even know whether you want to say healing process. Like, am I healing? Is healing necessary? We've seen each other for three weeks. Like, I don't know. But I've enjoyed it. So thank you for listening. If this has happened to you and you feel comfortable to, then I would love for you to send me in your story so that I can share it in that follow-up episode I'm going to do after I've had the coaching session with my coach. Um, I'd really like to share some of your stories as well so that again any of us that go through this can feel less alone and we don't feel like oh my god it's just us because I think that's really important to build that sense of community around these stories that I'm sharing because we've all been in shit situations we've all I'm sure had experiences where it felt too good to be true and then it turned out it was or things changed suddenly and kind of left us feeling a bit shocked and we were like oh my god what did I do we've all been there so I would love to hear from you head to the link in the show notes datewithconfidencepodcast.com slash contribute you can share your best or worst dating stories your biggest icks dating tips you think everyone should know or you can ask me anything about my dating life or a burning question that you need an answer for Don't forget to check the show notes for resources and courses to help you date with confidence. And you can also sign up to the Date With Confidence podcast newsletter where you'll get exclusive behind the scenes access, your um, access uh, empowering playlists that I've created for you on Spotify to hit you with whatever you're going through right now, whether it's heartbreak, whether you need to feel confident, whether you're getting ready for a first date. And... You'll also get some exclusive offers offers over there. So sign up for the free new free new, new sign up for the free newsletter is what I'm trying to say. Thank you so much for listening, friends, and I will see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Date with Confidence podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Subscribe, rate and review, and share it with your single friends.